The Lord be with you. With your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention, and behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, the son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took his wife into his home. The Gospel of the Lord. This fall, I found myself watching some short films from the Banff Film Festival. Banff Cultural Center, located in Alberta, Canada, has this competition every year where they collect these stories of athleticism, stories of culture, of human discovery from all around the world. And this one that really caught my attention was of this woman who desired to make this treacherous path from Vancouver, Canada to Skagway, Alaska. This middle-aged woman set her sight on a nearly 1,400-mile trip that would take months to complete through the bitter cold in order to find this sense of accomplishment. And she knew there were risks involved, but she set out to discover her limits and really come face to face with the reality of her life. Pursuing this desire, she invited her 60-year-old mother to accompany her on this journey because her mother had been in a similar situation herself. Her mother, though, sought freedom, not accomplishment. As many years before, she found herself pregnant and escaping communism, going through such lengths as even in the dead of winter, walking through cold streams at night so as to go undetected. And I believe this is a great parallel, a great metaphor for how we have unraveled the meaning of Advent this year. See, I've preached over the last three weeks on desire, the desire that is written within our heart, the desire that only God can satisfy, and then pursuing that desire, acting on it, following the path that God has laid out to us to encounter him, to take the journey necessary, to use scripture, to find the details necessary to chart our path, almost like a map. And then ultimately that recognition that it doesn't come easy, but that God allows our desire for him to be purified through patient endurance. But as we near the coming of the Christ child at Christmas, this fourth Sunday of Advent, we find ourselves on the last leg of this journey. And so we find then a need for a greater trust in God. The confidence has been born from our journey, but the last stretch poses new fears. We will find maybe that we are asking ourselves, will I truly find what it is that I'm looking for? Will Jesus Christ truly come? Or will I actually be satisfied? see, we can find ourselves like Ahaz from our first reading, maybe succumbing to these fears that the rumors we've heard are true. Fears of destruction or even fear of death 
challenges Joseph faced in our gospel today. But you see, fear can be a roadblock from us finding what it is that we truly desire. This fear can be a, a roadblock that prevents us from pursuing our desire for the Lord. In the words of our gospel today, be not afraid, become now our strength. Yet, having heard these words, we have to respond like Joseph did with confidence. For as Joseph awoke, he immediately took Mary, his wife, into his home. And you see, if we are to invite the person of Jesus Christ, our true heart's desire, into our lives this Christmas, into our homes, and for the rest of our lives, we have to do, as our closing prayer today in Mass will say, to press forward all the more eagerly, and to dispel then those fears that we face on this journey. Because the evil one oftentimes uses fear to distract us from what it is that we have set out to, to find. You see, the distance, my brothers and sisters, from Nazareth to Bethlehem is our last leg. And these 90 miles that separate a pregnant Mary and Joseph from the birth of the Savior in Bethlehem are oftentimes the same distance that we place between ourselves and God by allowing our fear to control us. And one of our greatest fears amidst society and amidst our own hearts today is the fear of dealing with our sinfulness. Today, for many of us, and I even find it in my own preaching, we tend to project these problems outside of ourselves. We tend to focus on how bad society is. But my brothers and sisters, we must face the truth like this woman on the journey of our own lives, going into the interior to recognize what roadblocks exist that hinder that desire from pursuing our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, we have to be cognizant of how sin exists in our lives and how it affects our relationship with other people and our relationship with Almighty God. So may we then dispel the darkness of the evil one who shrouds us in this fear of confession and take our sins to the Lord. Because having been freed from these roadblocks in our life through the sacrament of confession, we no longer find ourselves 90 miles away from Bethlehem, but rather approaching the infant Jesus Christ in the manger who will satisfy our very longings. And brothers and sisters, this afternoon we'll be having our penance service at 4 p.m. and tomorrow we have additional times from 3.30 to 5.30. If you have family in from out of town, then great. All the more reason to promote the sacrament of confession. You see, I invite you to invite them to join you as we close this distance from 90 miles to 90 steps. And I challenge you as we begin this new year then to commit yourself to being clear of these roadblocks by only allowing 90 days between your last confession. Jesus Christ desires to free us and to lead us on that journey to find a freedom and to encounter the innocence of the Christ child each and every day of our lives. Because this journey, this hike through treacherous terrain will no longer have to be lived in darkness of fear, but rather in discovering Jesus Christ who frees us from our sins, we will find the grace to find him, our heart's desire, the end of our journey. On this, the fourth Sunday of Advent, it's also customary that speaking to the fears that young men may face and discerning a call to the priest or the bishop makes an appeal. The Christmas call to sharing he addresses every year is that which helps a young man conquer those fears. For myself, I know I wouldn't have entered seminary because having thousands upon thousands of dollars of college debt, there's no way I could have freely discerned God's will. 
And so as it is, then we listen to these final words from his homily this weekend as he talks to us about overcoming the fears and realizing the value of the priesthood that conveys to us that God is always with us. It is the priest who stands among us as a shepherd leading the flock through the darkness of our times by the light of the gospel to the green pastures of God's grace. It is the priest who communicates God's mercy to us in confession, restoring our hope and confidence in God's love. It is the priest who by his own witness, but also by his preaching and teaching, who reminds us, challenges us, and encourages us to live our lives in such a way as to be worthy of the gift of eternal life in heaven. We need our priests. Jesus has chosen them and through the bishop has ordained them to this indispensable service to us in the church. I am praying as I do each Christmas that you might join me in expressing our support of our priests for all they do by giving a gift through the Christmas call to sharing. A gift that will help me support our seminarians in formation for the priesthood, our active priests in their ongoing formation, and our retired priests in providing a worthy benefit. I am confident our priests never stop praying for all of us, the people they serve, as we endeavor to express our appreciation for them. Whenever we see our priests offering their services, whenever we witness our priests living day by day their vocations as fully alive missionary priest disciples, whenever we hear their greetings to us as we come to Mass, or see their smiles and experience the joy they have in their hearts, we can be assured that none of us are ever alone, for our beloved priests remind us in powerful ways that God is Emmanuel, a name which means God is with us. Thank you, and God bless you. Let us stand as we make a profession of faith. <laughs> 